Due to the controversial nature of the show, Inverse has been canceled for the rest of the quarter. Just kidding. To find out more about Deception, stick around for this episode of Inverse. Coming to you from Silver Spring, Maryland, welcome to Inverse, a Bible-based conversation on life principles, contemporary issues, and thought-provoking perspectives. Now here's your host, Justin Kim, with Inverse. Hey guys, welcome to Inverse. Sorry to scare you like that, but we have a special lesson on deception found in the book of Revelation, and we just wanted to tease you and said, you know, we're going to cancel this show. We're really not. We're really on, so we want you want to stick around, and we're going to ask the Lord for forgiveness. We're going to ask uh, Siku, can you start us with prayer? Sure. Let's pray. Loving Father, we're so thankful for the blessing that it is to study your word. We're thankful that we can trust your word, that your word is true. Help us to not just know what the truth is, but to love the truth. And we pray that as we um, study now, that your Holy Spirit would guide us into all truth. We pray these things in your name. Amen. 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 Let's go to Sebastian. Sebastian, can you read chapter 12 of verse 9 of the book of Revelation, where it talks about the master deceiver? Absolutely. We're going to cancel some programming uh, that we know about. <laughs> All right. Yep. The Bible says, Revelation 12, verse 9, it says, So the great dragon was cast out, that serpent of old, called the devil and Satan, who deceives the whole world. He was cast to the earth, and his angels were cast out with him. Mm-hmm. Revelation 12, 9. So, Kelly, let me ask you this question. Like, the last is, there's a lot of deceptions going around. Mm-hmm. I think the very nature of it, that's why truth is so important. We're not here to say, just to prove each other wrong, but really kind of decipher through the times that we're living in and just help see Jesus through all this. Mm-hmm. Um, what are some de- deceptions that, that, as you see out in the millennial world today, <laughs> uh, what are some deceptions? Deceptions out there. I think some of the greatest deceptions, and by greatest meaning they're the most successful, mm-hmm. are spiritual deceptions. So things like who Satan is, or is Satan even real? Is he kind of just badness? Mm-hmm. Um, also, the the state of the dead. What happens when you die? Uh, to what does it mean to follow God and obey Him? Mm-hmm. So all of these, they're the most significant, I think, because they really affect the spiritual reality in which we live. Mm-hmm. I, and, and just to speak to that, I think the most challenging deceptions are the ones that have a whole lot of truthiness to them mm-hmm. and just a little itty bit of lyingness to them. So it's going to be something ridiculous. It's going to be yeah, that yeah, something yeah. it's almost there, but then... It sounds credible yeah. enough, like yeah. your announcement at the beginning, yeah. but then <laughs> but, but then it's actually not true. You know, that because if you're going to poison someone, right, the, the saying goes, if you're going to poison someone, you're the not, you don't... The saying goes, yes. The saying goes. I don't know the uh, exact wording or? of the saying, but... <laughs> People poison together, they get together and talk about these things. Kill man with poison. If you're poisoning someone, you, you, you don't give them a bowl of yuckiness, nastiness. You give them something that tastes good, but then you just put a little bit of cyanide in there and it's going to kill them oh, anyway. Right. Right? Why Siku knows so much about poisoning? We have no idea. The saying goes. Okay, let's go to 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 1. 2 Corinthians 2, 1, I think is a nice... Uh, I don't know if it's a nice verse, but a beginning verse for us to start with. We already read verse 9 of Revelation 12. Um, Callie, can you read 2 Corinthians 2.11? 2.11. Yes. 
lest Satan should take advantage of us, for we are not ignorant of his devices. Yeah, so 12 9 Revelation says, calls him the serpent of old. Mm -hmm. This is the same snake that we found in the Garden of Eden, calls him mm -hmm. the devil, this is called the dragon. There's a lot of names for him. Same but in so. this chapter, in 2 Corinthians, he is, well, we know he was a fallen angel. Mm -hmm. And what does the verse say there in verse 11? It says uh, that we shouldn't take, he can't take advantage of us because uh -huh. we are not ignorant of his devices, meaning we kind of know what he's up to. Mm -hmm. So what is he up to? What are some of the things that, that he's up to now? Uh, Sebastian. Well, I think, you know, one of the first things that we deal with when we're dealing with the devil and his deceptions is there's another side to deception, which is not just believing a lie, but disbelieving the truth. Mm -hmm. And I think one of the main things that the devil is... Say that one more time. That was, that, was, that was a tweetable moment. <laughs> no problem. So, um, for those Twitters out there, uh, Twitterers... Uh, Tweeters. Anyway. Uh, Sebastian is, is not one of them. <laughs> <laughs> he just disqualified himself. Hey, 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 I'm not a pretender. Okay. So, you know, the deception is not just leading you to believe a lie, but it's also leading you to disbelieve the truth. Mm. Because if I can get you to reject the truth, you have nothing else to believe but a lie. Mm. And so to me, the devil's attack is twofold, not just to lead people to believe certain lies that I think we're going to explore mm. in this episode, but also to disbelieve the truth about who God is, right? And this mm. kind of builds on our previous episodes about the character of God and the nature of who he is and why we can trust him. Mm. And I think this is fundamental for um, the different um, other deceptions on the active side of actual lies that people are believing, you know, such as that, you know, what happens when you die, right, is another great example of this. Mm -hmm. we'll, we'll get there. Let's, let's, let's kind of gravitate a little bit more on Satan. Uh, you talked about he's this twofold, very profound yeah. statement, twofold deceptions that he has. Let's even get into the nature of, of Satan. Isn't he almost an unsophisticated idea to believe in in this day and age. You know, some, I mean, some Christians get blasted for believing in Jesus, mm -hmm. but I think we also get doubly blasted for believing in the demons out there. Yes. And they're trying, and he's trying to get you, and he's behind the corner. Right, he, he's like he's, the, the little red being from Tom, Tom and Jerry. You yeah, know, on the, the shoulder, yeah. Right? He's kind of trying to get you to do the bad thing. So you have like angelic uh, Sebastian here in like a white robe, and you got like demonic, <laughs> yes, like Sebastian Justin, with the... Justin. <laughs> Yes. Well, yeah, okay. <laughs> so let me ask you the question. Is Satan real? I mean, absolutely, unequivocally, he's real. And I think that is one of the truths he tries to get people to disbelieve, mm -hmm. right. is to essentially get at, you know, if you don't believe the devil is a real being that has real maniacal intent mm -hmm. to destroy your life, to steal and to kill and to destroy, right, you are more likely to be deceived by him mm -hmm. because you don't think he's a real thing. I just, I just wanted to point to which scripture, scripture talks about yes, bring us back Satan, in verse. Right, yes. in uh -huh. the verse, in First Peter chapter 5. First Peter chapter 5. And, and the reason that, that we need to know about the devil <clears throat> existing is, he, he highlights it here in First Peter chapter 5, verse 8. 5, 8, mm -hmm. right. yes. So he says, be sober, be vigilant. Why? Because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Resist him steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same sufferings experienced by your brother in the world. And it continues. So he says, you need to be sober and vigilant. Why? Because the devil is out there and is roaming about like a hungry lion and he's mm -hmm. trying to get you. He's trying to get you, right? Mm -hmm. And if you are not wary of that, you're not going to be poised or prepared to meet the challenge that lies in front of you. Yeah. So if, if the devil can convince the world that he does not exist, then you're not preparing to safeguard yourself against the deceptions that he's going to bring that we read in, in Corinthians already, mm -hmm. that because you know that there's temptation coming, you're going to be um, 
fortifying yourself to meet the challenge. Mm -hmm. And so the devil deceives the world into believing that he doesn't even exist in the first place. Oh, it's just, you know, your own feelings or, you know, whatever. But, but as a being who is actively trying to bring you down, mm -hmm. the devil exists. That's what the Bible says, mm -hmm. unless the Bible is a liar, which mm -hmm. it is not. Mm -hmm. Amen. Mm -hmm. Kelly? <laughs> so, yeah, if we believe that Satan is just, yeah, the, the not God or the lack of God or just kind of like this bad feeling or the badness, then we don't really, I don't really personally feel a need to fight against it. It's just kind of like, yeah, don't do that. And I cannot do that by myself. So when I have these bad feelings, I'll just ignore it. But we understand that Satan is a fallen angel who is way smarter than us, mm -hmm. more powerful than us. And his has, his entire will is bent on destroying us. Then it's kind of like, okay, I need some reinforcements. I actually need, I God, need God to help me. I need to submit to God because He will help me overcome. Mm -hmm. And it's not just me resisting my feelings that come every once in you a while. Know, and I think there's something Especially. critical in what you're saying because we typically think of, you know, the demonic aspect of just the devil, like people falling on the ground and foaming at the mouth and manifesting superhuman strength. Weird TV stuff and movies. Right. Exactly. Halloween. Yeah. It's all Hollywoodized. Versus when you think about, the Bible says that when Judas went to betray Jesus, mm -hmm. it says that Satan entered his heart. Mm -hmm. But you don't see foaming on the ground. You don't see you know, him frothing and doing all these different things. But what you see is a master deceiver. Mm -hmm. You know, someone who was able to be on the inside, knew where Christ was, and to be able to go and be used to betray the Son of God. Mm -hmm. And I think this is a critical thing that we don't just look at the deceptions, you know, of him not existing in the badness, but also recognizing that he manifests himself, though he is bent on our destruction, he is so committed to success that he will be patient mm -hmm. at taking us down, right? He's not coming like a wild madman, you know, screaming at you and hoping to catch you. Yeah. He's systematically planning your demise. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We see in the book of Revelation also that in a couple episodes before, we looked at the entire ecosystem of God, of heaven, of angels, Holy Spirit, like every heavenly resource is out there to save you. Mm -hmm. There's also an ecosystem here on earth that's trying to get us also. And it's just... Mm controversy between the mm -hmm. two and we're in the center of it yeah and you see that satan uses every resource he can and he's pushing a couple errors couple beliefs out there kind of his his advertising mantra out there yeah kelly i just wanted to harp on that one point you said that he uses whatever he can that's something interesting about satan is he will use the truth to get you really close and then just a little bit of deception at the end mm -hmm. versus god only uses the truth because mm -hmm. It's only, it's the truth. Which is crazy. I mean, he's, strategically speaking, he's got more weaponry to work with. He's he does. got truth and error, which yeah. the Lord only uses. I'll use whatever I can, because to uh, Sebastian's point earlier, too, is Satan doesn't care how he distracts you. It can be that you believe in him fully, and you're terrified of him, and you think he's more powerful than God. Or you cannot believe in him. He doesn't really care. Mm -hmm. As long as you don't understand reality and truth, it doesn't really matter how he gets you. He just wants to get you in some way. Mm -hmm. mm. Ken, you also mentioned before that one of these, these big things that Satan really wants us to get to uh, get us to believe in is immortality of the soul. Mm -hmm. Like in, in a way my weird imagination that I see is we have these this the body, the flesh, you know, and there's this part and then there's this like inside. Yeah. And 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 this is different from 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 this. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So when I die, this will like, blah, 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 blah. but when it will continue to, to oh, continue yeah. on. You very vivid, like I, sound imagination. I, this is how the world that I live. In. <laughs> and awesome, this awesome. Is, is is that bifurcation? Is that biblical? Is what does the Bible have to say? What what happens when well, you die? All these things. There's a whole system. Mm -hmm. Siku. 
I just wanted to point to the first text that we read in Revelation chapter 12. It points us back to that first deception that happened in Genesis chapter 3. Yes. Right? And it says oh, he is awesome. that, that deceiver that we're talking about at the end, mm -hmm. is that deceiver that we saw in the tree, mm -hmm. right? When Eve went there and has God said that mm -hmm. you shall not? And he right. introduces You're doubt. You're referencing Genesis 3 Genesis here. Chapter, Genesis yes. chapter 3. Yes, yeah. Um, has God said this? And she says, well, you know, God says don't eat of it, don't touch of it. And then the, the, the outright lie that he comes with in Genesis chapter 3, verse... Thou shalt not show. Uh, no, no. <laughs> Verse four. Verse four. Okay. Right, oh. Then the serpent. Then the serpent said to the woman, "You will not surely die." Mm -hmm. Right. And so he starts this outright lie of "You will not surely die," and thus begins the. How did you do it? Don't, don't try. <laughs> <can't> do it. <laughs> it was the first one. <laughs> And so, so begins this, this, this <laughs> immortality of the soul idea started yes. right here when he first deceived Eve. Yes, yes, yes. We're going to look at the real implications of what is so bad about immortality soul after the break. Has Inverse been a blessing to you? Do you have questions, comments, or feedback you'd like to leave us? Find us on social media by searching Inverse Bible on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or YouTube. While there... Join us, like us, heart us, thumbs up us. Our handle again is Inverse Bible, no spaces. Now, back to the discussion. Hey, welcome back, everyone. We're going to go back into the Bible. We've been talking, doing some Bible, Bible sounds and different things behind the scenes here. <laughs> um, let's go to Genesis chapter 2, verse 7. Kelly, can you read it and, and, and preach the word there? Verse 7. Yes, it says, And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living being. Mm -hmm. I think this verse is important back to your wah, wah, wah thing. Mm -hmm. So this doesn't say that God breathed into man and then he possessed a soul after that, but he yes. became a living being. He became a living soul. Yeah. So this idea of dust plus God's breath equals a soul. So we don't have this separate entity. We don't entity. have souls. We are we, souls. Yeah, okay. yeah awesome. we are souls. So yeah. this is where, you know, choosing your verbs is very important in English. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Right? And so, and so the, devil, yes. the devil wants to deceive us into thinking that, you know, I die, but then there's this separate part of that's really the me you know like when people talk about the soul they're like that's that's really the me you know that's my memories and etc mm -hmm. that's who i really am and that continues to live on mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. i don't really die mm -hmm. you know i continue to live on that removes the urgency of making a decision now mm -hmm. right it removes the urgency of of choosing life and choosing god now in this life because well if i die you know my soul lives on and maybe i'll have another chance i'll figure it out later yeah whether it's reincarnation whether like it's the ramifications of what you're saying are huge because some people think they don't place a lot of responsibility on the life that which we live now mm -hmm. they just kind of procrastinate and push it out Mm -hmm. And you're like, hey, I'll do it in my afterlife, I'll do it after, you know, whatever. And some people believe that, you know, I'll die and be buried with my wife forever in some tombstone and some ridiculous <laughs> ideas like that. But Craziness. when we die, that's, that's it. it. Mm -hmm. which, 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 which the message in that is that God has placed a lot of responsibility over our choices, or in our choices, mm -hmm. yeah. in the life that we live now. Right. And I think that's critical for two things. Number one, the life that we live now determines our destiny, mm -hmm. right? There's no extra time to make it up and realize, because if you think about people when they're dying, they get their priorities straight. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I want to spend time with my family, not watch the football game, mm -hmm. you know, not make sure I get another Dunkin' Donut. 
-hmm. It's kind of like these are the things that are priority to me. Mm -hmm. And I think the second thing that it, it really also puts into perspective is the fact that if life is singular and there's this innate value to this current life, you begin to think about you know, the previous choices you made and the time you have left, once you come to the truth, very differently. Because mm -hmm. right. when I came in to the faith of Christianity, you know, I was 21, 22 years old, I felt like I had wasted so many years. Mm. But if you start telling me, well, it's okay, Sebastian, you know, eventually, you know, even if you don't get it and you keep messing up and playing around and delaying your surrender to Christ, right now, you know, you'll have time. Your soul will live on. Mm -hmm. And I think that's really where it gets heartfelt by the devil because then you go to funerals and you're like, you know this guy or this girl lived a wicked life and they're like, well, you know, they're in heaven smiling down because it's a good narrative to make people feel better. But at the end of the day... It's very escapist. That's exactly yeah. right. Hmm. Yeah. Escapist. Let, let me ask you guys this question. I'll just I'll jump all this up. Uh, like, what are some modern um, <laughs> versions, uh, manifestations, um, everyday occurrences, beliefs of immortality of the soul. I mean, people don't go out there like, I believe in immortality of the soul. <laughs> That's kind of an in, internal talk that we have. Well, what are some manifestations? You, you, you talked about some people who believe after they die, yes. they go immediately up to heaven. Yep. And no one thinks they immediately go to hell. Everyone thinks mm. they go upside down, right. up, up to heaven. I but think, what are other versions? I think another one is just that I don't need God because I'm immortal and I can, you know, reincarnate or I can live on through these different ways. So why do I actually need God to be resurrected or to live mm -hmm. eternal life? I'm, I'm good. So different systems him. of belief in reincarnation or you'll mm -hmm. come back as a refrigerator or a beetle <laughs> or as a... Or you think about them, spiritualism, <laughs> ghosts, right? Ghosts. Spiritualism and yeah. ghosts and, yeah. you yes. know, this is a haunted house, uh -huh. yes. you know, because, you know, old lady may hard when she died, May blah, 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 May hard. I, I hope you don't mind if I just made that up. Yes. And she, clearly. you know, she clearly haunts this house for generations yes. because she never had peace when she died and yes. therefore she's going to terrorize everyone else. And you think about, um, again, this, this concept of, well, the soul lives on and therefore we, that's a, a logical leap people never need to make in watching those things. Yes. Cause it's kind of like, dude, this this is like crazy. We know this is fiction, but we kind of. I mean, there's, this there's be whole true. even systems of philosophy based yeah. around it. the whole romanticism out there. Mm -hmm. Not anti being romantic and then Happy <laughs> Valentine's Day or whatever, right. but mm -hmm. it's just I will live on for and my love for you will live on. My <laughs> hatred for you will live <laughs> That's on. That's right. Spouses, yes. yes. you die. Your hatred is gone. Your love is done. Yeah. Like it's very final. He's yes, he's nine. Right, and yep. and I think you know just going with this, my love for you will live on concept. Um, <laughs> This uh, separation of soul and body, body idea, I think, plays into even believing in I have a soulmate. Mm -hmm. You know, like my soul and their soul at some point in the eternity other. of, yeah. It's getting real for a lot of people out there heard. watching this. <laughs> yes, yes. Right, and then this concept of that I have a soulmate, yeah. you know, and I mean, it, it becomes very pervasive. Even in Christianity, we stop, start using that kind of language, yeah. you know. So Seekers like, basically saying just marry anyone that you see off the street. Is that uh, what you're saying? Uh, That's another episode uh, on, on marriage. Kelly, you're saying? And going back to the idea of another deception is that no matter if you're righteous or wicked in the eyes of God, you'll live forever. 
So it doesn't matter either way. Verse, okay, but, so talk about that. That, that. That sounded profound, but I'm not getting all <laughs> everything that you're saying. So biblically speaking, yes. only the righteous in Christ will live forever. Yes. Uh, the wicked will be destroyed. Yes. And so a deception is whether you're righteous or wicked, you live forever. Oh, right. It kind of looks different, but yes. you know, either way, you're going to live forever. But the idea of living forever, life itself, even temporarily, mm. is a gift of God. Right. Yes. And it's right. a gift of God. God doesn't owe us life. Yes. He doesn't owe us anything. Yeah. Just a, a, an appendix to that. Even people who believe that they are condemned and, and damned in that sense, yep. they're living forever, but they experience the punishment of God yes. forever. So yeah. they're dying yeah. while living forever. Yeah. That's true. also a weird deception. deception. Yes. And, and I think that's, that was the thing that actually kept me from Christianity for mm-hmm. so long. Mm-hmm. You know, to justify in your mind that Cain kills one person, He's been burning since the beginning of time. You know, Hitler kills millions systematically. He's only been burning since 1945. Then it's like, well, you know, how is that fair? You know, as an atheist, I was like, I don't understand that concept. Does your watch look at our uh, years? The years? (laughs) (laughs) What was Hitler? It kind of helps provide (laughs) insight. (laughs) Go, go, gadget. (laughs) So you, you take the very fact that. This, this immortality of the soul gives birth to other deceptions, which is the nature of error, mm-hmm. right? It's, it always becomes a mother of another species of error mm-hmm. and false teaching. And the, the, to me, immortality of the soul, it seems benign till you get to hellfire. Mm-hmm. And think about the idea that you could believe in a God who would take pleasure and think it righteous and think it just to live a finite period of disobedience only to suffer an eternal infinite punishment mm-hmm. right right and and that's the thing with the deceptions and and any perversion of truth it, it goes to the character of God mm. right at the end of the day when you when you when you start looking into what does this mean for who God is it's always going to be a perversion of mm. of a loving God at the end of the day and that's that's what the devil's been attacking from the beginning mm-hmm. right is this character of God and if you really stop and think about like Sebastian was talking about thinking about a God who would punish people for eternity when you stop and think about it you think I don't want to worship that kind sure. of a God I don't want to have a relationship with that kind of a God you know and if I do have a relationship it is one that's based on fear because I'm scared that he's going to burn me forever mm-hmm. and you know this is this is the thing Sebastian. that you just said Siku that also reminds me that every deception can be answered in Christ, Mm. right? And you look at the immortality of the soul and the burning forever, that if Jesus died for me and the people don't die, then what did he do for me on the cross, right? And then on top of that, if we're saying Jesus experienced hell for me so that I don't have to experience that death, that hell, whatever, then he should be continually burning, right? right? So you, when you go back to the cross, when you go back to Christ and what Mm. he has done for us, it also addresses deceptions mm-hmm. in the very experience of redemption and of salvation. So mm-hmm. his characters have indicated either way, right? Mm-hmm. Whether it's logically through defense and scriptural breakdown or just looking at the, the concept of, of Christ, Christ and who he is exactly. Let's shift gears here a little bit. This is a really good discussion, immortality of soul. Well, another episode, we looked at Sabbath and, mm-hmm. and the deceptions of being Sabbath being changed to Sunday and back to back to Saturday, or should be back changed back to Saturday. Let's mm-hmm. go to Revelation 12 and 13. And we see some entities there uh, that talks about another kind of deception in the last days. Revelation 12 and verse 17. And Siku, can you read verse 17 for us? Sure. Verse 17 says, And the dragon was enraged with the woman, and he went to make war with the rest of her offspring, who keep the commandments of God and have the testimony of Jesus Christ. Callie, can you read from chapter 13, verses 1 and 2? Yes. 
Then I stood on the stand. Okay. Mm. Then I stood <laughs> on the sand of the sea, and I saw a beast rising up out of the sea, having seven heads and ten horns, and on his horns ten crowns, and on his heads a blasphemous name. Now the beast which I saw was like a leopard; his feet were like the feet of a bear, and his mouth like the mouth of a lion. The dragon gave him his power, his throne, and great authority. Smash came in from three, verse three to five. Yes, and I saw one of his heads as if it had been mortally wounded, and his deadly wound was healed. And all the world marveled and followed the beast. So they worshipped the dragon who gave authority to the beast, and they worshipped the beast, saying, Who is like the beast? Who is able to make war with him? And he was given a mouth speaking great things and blasphemies, and he was given authority to continue for 42 months. What you see here and what I see here is uh, this this is kind of the ecosystem of of Satan, the ecosystem of earth trying to deceive God's people here. Mm -hmm. And I really see three entities here. Verse 17 of chapter 12, you see the dragon. Mm -hmm. He is the one with authority, with power, and he gives it over to this sea beast here. Mm -hmm. The sea beast comes up and is now reigning for three and a half years. Mm -hmm. And then this sea beast is referring back to the, referred by the land beast. Mm -hmm. See if these three persons that you combine them together and there's this almost counterfeit trinity that emerges. Mm-hmm. The land beast is now calling down uh, fire down from heaven and each of them, so the dragon reflects is kind of the anti-father. You have the sea beast which is an anti-Jesus in Christ yeah. and you have the land beast which is the anti-Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. And we got to be mindful that all these spiritual things that are happening these last days, we need to have the Word of God as our only lens to decipher through some of these things, to Amen. see through the immortality of the soul, to see through Sabbath, mm-hmm. see through Sunday, Sunday Sabbath, uh, Sabbath and, and, and some of these. And this is just the tip of the iceberg. Yeah. Right. Yeah? In light of this, what are practical ways that we can really uh, survive the last days? Oh, we don't have enough time to, for your answers. Oh. Uh, thank you so much for watching us, you guys. <laughs> Next episode, we're going to look at a lot of more details when it comes to the last day of events. You don't want to miss it. We're going to get really into Scripture and identify some of these um, let me, uh, entities and whatnot. My prayer request is I want to be so close to the Word of God to be not to be deceived by Satan. Is that your request? Amen. Absolutely. Hope it's yours. God bless you guys. We'll see you in the next episode of Inverse. You've been listening to Inverse, a Bible-based conversation with Callie Williams, Israel Ramos, Jared Thomas, Sebastian Braxton, Siku Dako, and your host, Justin Kim. Inverse is brought to you by the Hope Channel, television that changes lives. For this and more inspiring episodes, visit inverse.hopetv.org. Find us on social media, hashtag Inverse Bible. Until next time, this is Inverse.